You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Well, Leslie, Americans love remodeling home sweet home. Do you know it's a $150 billion a year industry? But are you remodeling to pump up your resale price or to settle in for the long term? Well, before you shell out several thousand bucks, plan accordingly. Read our guidelines for making your remodeling project pay off when you hit MoneyPit.com. Just click on Ideas and Tips, then click Repair and Improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair questions, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. Coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. If you like to fix stuff that's not broken, you are in exactly the right place. <laughs> Call us. We'll help you do just that. And we'll help you fix the stuff that is broken around your house. All available right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. We have a good show planned for you today. Lots of great information, starting with it, the fact that it's time to get the lawnmower cranked up all over again, and that's a time which includes that dreaded first pull of the starter cord, followed by the second pull second of the starter and cord, and the third <laughs> and the fourth, followed by the dislocated shoulder. <laughs> We've all been there, and that's why this hour we're going to have tips for a mower tune-up that will have you firing on the first try in. In just a few minutes. And unless you have a crystal ball, the chances are that you can't predict a leak before it occurs. Well, fear not, because Tom and I do have a crystal ball. <laughs> not exactly. <laughs> but we're going to show you how to spot leaks before they occur, or before they get so bad that the repair is expensive and super costly. And this hour, we're also giving away a brand new addition to Ryobi's OnePlus line. It's a garden sprayer worth 100 bucks. So call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. Leslie, who's up first? James in New Jersey finds the money pit on WABC, and you're getting cold showers, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have to wait a little bit for uh, the hot water to come up. I guess it's because the newer homes are larger. I did some reading on it, and um, the supply line to make it to the top is uh, takes a good minute for the water to to heat up. I mean, we have a well. It's not like we're paying for it, but it's a waste of water. Oh, and you have no problem getting the hot water on the first floor. It's just the bathrooms on the second floor. Yeah, this is a new, this is a new module of home, and what my plumber did was uh, he tried us on those new Renais, the Insta-Hot. Oh, the tankless heater. And we have uh, two of them in the basement, and they're wonderful. I mean, the, you, you can never run out of hot water. He was concerned in the future if we had a hot tub going or anything. Right. And it, it does do all that. But what it is is you wake up in the morning when the water's not being used and circulated, you have to wait for it to heat up before you can jump in the shower. And that's just a factor, James, of how far the distance is between the water heater and the fixture itself. Now, if you put two tankless water heaters in, 
what he probably could have done that would have it's solved put the this. second one near the bathroom. Exactly. Right. Well, they direct vent in the basement. Yeah, I understand that, but doesn't they don't take a lot of space up, and that's why when you have tankless, an advantage of the small footprint of a tankless water heater is that you can put them in mold, in areas that you normally wouldn't be able to get a second water heater, like a second floor closet. I mean, a direct vent only really takes a small amount of area to get through the wall to the outside, so it's a lot easier to place it there. Um, that being said. I don't have a big. I don't have a solution for you right now because it's a it's a it's a problem of the distance between the water heater and the faucet. Right, right. Well, I had I had done some reading and I, I was talking him into it. He said Renai sort of uh, had had a way to do it by circulate. See what the problem is. Well, is look, you can if you want to do a recirculating loop where you bring the hot water back so it's always hot. That's what I'd like to do. Well, you can do that, but you can throw all the efficiency of that tankless right out the window with it, because now you've got a boiler that's keeping that pipe hot all the time. Ah. Even when you don't need it. So that means you're going to run so much gas. You're worried about wasting water? It's going to be a lot cheaper to waste water than it is to waste gas. James, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Thomas in Florida's got a slab of his house that's cracking up. What can we do for you? I'm a first-time homebuyer uh, getting ready to close a deal on a land contract. Discovered some cracks in the foundation of my house that were not visible or accessible during the time of the home inspection. Okay. Actually, um, underneath uh, the carpeting, because the house has okay. wall-to-wall carpeting throughout probably 90% of the house, and the rest was linoleum. I began to uh, become weary that there was a problem when I noticed a, a vertical crack running up the wall, an interior wall, and I decided to pull the carpet back and look down there, and I discovered a, a crack that was moving laterally, and... It, there was enough room down there to uh, put a, at least a nickel or a quarter in almost all of it. And I'd say that crack probably spans about 20 feet, and that's just in one area. Now, my question is, because I signed the contract and agreed to uh, buy the house as is, what are my legal rights pertaining to the as-is clause of buying the house and getting my deposit back if I feel that the defect was a not disclosed or a latent defect? Well, those are certainly mitigating circumstances. Your question is really a legal question, Tom, that we really can't address directly because uh, it's a question for an attorney to review your contract and make those sorts of arguments. Um, if there's any evidence that the owner knew about the issue ahead of time, you know that, that can also help your case. But let's first discuss how much a concern you should have about these cracks. What I would certainly do right now is get the home inspector back in or get a structural engineer back in to be able to look at the whole picture now that the carpet is up and determine uh, what the condition is of the building. I will say that cracks are very, very common. So the fact that you have a 20-foot long crack in your slab does not necessarily in and of itself frighten me because I've seen them many times before. Usually they happen very early on in the home's uh, construction. And then don't change throughout the rest of the time. And then they just don't change, yeah. You also have, and now the, the plot is sort of thickening because now you've got a crack that's near uh, a crack on the floor going up a wall. You know, this could be ad- evidence of, of active movement, but you really need to get that opinion professionally so you know how much of a problem you have. And then that's going to help you determine, you know, how much of a fight you want to put up uh, with uh, your uh, prospective home seller over this issue. But those are the issues you need to identify. How much of a problem is this? Get professionals to tell you that. At the same time, get in touch with a lawyer to try to flush out what your rights are under the terms of that contract. Right, that sounds like good advice. I think the one problem that I, I do think I keep running into is that anybody that's actually responsible for the repairing 
basically dismissed it as cosmetic or inconsequential. Well, that's why you don't want to talk to anybody that's responsible for repair it. You want to actually talk with someone who is going to give you independent expert advice. Okay, well, that sounds good. I'll follow up on that, and I'll definitely uh, do that before I go to my attorney so I can prepare any evidence. Yeah, he's going to tell you to do the same thing anyway, so you might as well get the information up front. Okay, well, sounds good, guys. Tom, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Going on now to uh, South Carolina with Banks. What's your question? Something about wallpaper and a popcorn ceiling? How can we help? Absolutely. We've got a uh, situation we just moved into, and we're, we're kind of eyeballing. We've got some hideous wallpaper and some lovely popcorn ceilings that we're thinking about trying to get rid of all together. And Banks, if you wait long wall- enough, it'll come back in style. Yeah, those are <laughs> antiques. How dare you remove them? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what my wife was wondering, but I don't think this particular thing is going to come back in. Uh, and uh, we were just wondering if it's appropriate to do it all at once, uh, both together in the same room, and then secondly, uh, just some uh, smart methods for making it happen. Well, I'll tell you, they're both messy jobs, so I think it does make sense to do it all at once and have it behind you, because I can't imagine we want to break this misery into two projects. And is it for real a popcorn ceiling? Like, do you feel it like popping off, or is it more of like a stiff texture? It's uh, very stiff. Okay. Um, here's what you're going to have to do. First of all, um, let's talk about the popcorn ceiling because that's going to probably be the most difficult. What you're going to want to do is probably wet that down and then scrape off the texture part. You'll need you'll need a spackle uh, knife, a regular spackle blade, like the kind you used to apply. Get like a good spackle. wide one. Yeah, a good wide one. And dampen it and work it a little bit of time all the way across the room. The goal here is to take off the texture without too much damaging the drywall underneath it. Once it's all off, you're going to need to prime the ceiling. But before you prime the ceiling, let's tackle that wallpaper because that's going to need a coat of primer too. Leslie? Yeah, for the wallpaper, the best bet is just rent a steamer. If you can rent a steamer and then really saturate that wallpaper and work in sections and really get that, that glue behind, you know, the adhesive loosened up, you should be able to peel it away in fairly large pieces. You know, you don't want to get one of those those cutting devices that sort of rips it into a million little pieces and then shred it because then you're pulling off tiny little bits and then you could be damaging whatever's underneath if it's the drywall or whatever was the substructure but just really steam it it's going to be wet in there it's going to be messy but if you work together you can get this room done you know come to think of it since you're going to rent the steamer anyway that would probably work just as well as wetting down the popcorn so you may be able to do both projects with the same machines basically it's getting a lot of humidity and moisture into it that's going to loosen the material up and make it separate. But once you get it all done, make sure you prime the ceiling and the wall surfaces so you have something neutral to start the new project with. And on that popcorn ceiling, when you repaint it, make sure you use flat paint, only flat paint, because if you use anything with a sheen, you're going to see like every scar where the popcorn used to be. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Well, all right. So are you thinking about selling your home? Well, we can help you get your home in shape, whether you're moving or you're staying right where you are, because you can call in your home repair, your home improvement, even a home design question. 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, you've probably done a spring car tune-up, but what about a lawnmower tune-up? Learn what to do before you hit the turf after this. You live in a money pit. When it's time to choose a new entryway for your home, choose the brand more building professionals prefer, Thermatrue Doors. Thermatrue pioneered the fiberglass door. Today, Thermatrue Doors come in more styles and colors than any other brand. Classic Craft represents Thermatrue's premium collection. Fiber Classic is Thermatrue's original wood grain fiberglass door. Or choose Smooth Star Fiberglass for the look of smooth painted wood. 
open no matter which ThermaTrue entryway you select. You've chosen the most preferred name in the business. Visit ThermaTrue.com. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. 8-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. So AARP has a series of tips for homeowners who want to improve their homes, make them safer and more comfortable. And I found these tips on their website, aarp.org slash home design. In the bathroom alone, I widened the door, installed brighter light bulbs, and put non-slip surfacing on the floor tiles. Instead of wishing my house had improvements, I'm making them. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash home design. Your lawn is a battleground. Good versus evil, weeds versus grass. Want to win the war? Then use Stay Green Weed and Feed found exclusively at Lowe's. It's the best defense because it kills weeds two times faster than anything we've ever made. And it controls 175 types of weeds while feeding your lawn. So drop by Lowe's today and pick up a secret weapon. Stay Green Weed and Feed. Proud partners of Bush Gardens. AOL's new real estate site has the answer to any question a homeowner, buyer, seller, or renter may have. In fact, it's kind of spooky. Almost like they're reading your mind. Hello? Hello? Who said that? Me, down here. I'm AOL Real Estate. Got any questions about your house? Hmm. Well, I do have a question about my 60s-style bungalow, because there's pink paint in the back and... Lead composition. Stabilize with 3-in-1 primer. Paint over with an Aegean blue to match your eyes. I think I love you. AOL Real Estate. So smart, it's amazing. Go to realestate.aol.com to see our own answer man, Tom Kreitler, in action. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to aprilair.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Putting the improvement back in home improvement, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Call us now at one eight 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 Money Pit with your home improvement question because one person we talked to this hour is going to win a Ryobi One Plus garden sprayer. It's worth 100 bucks, and it's one of the four new One Plus tools for lawn and garden care from our friends at Ryobi. They all use the very same 18-volt battery and charger for every single tool. If you'd like to win, you got to call. you got to be willing to come on the air the number is one eight 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 money pit all right have you been dreading starting your mower up for the first time it is lawnmower season after all folks so before you rev up that lawnmower here are some things you want to do you want to check the spark plug wire connection then check the blade and sharpen any dullness that you find with the file then clean it inside and out make sure you lubricate all of the moving parts including the wheels and don't use last year's gasoline you make sure that you empty out the tank and start fresh if you do these 
these things next fall as well. It's going to keep everything in great shape while you stow it away for the winter. And if you need a little video help, you can log on to youtube.com slash money pit because I happen to have a video on there on how to do all of those steps. It's like the quickest lawnmower maintenance. You will learn so much <laughs> in 30 right. seconds. At youtube.com slash money pit. Leslie, who's next? David in New York listens to The Money Pit on WABC. What can we do for you here at The Money Pit? Yes, uh, my name is Dave. I live up in Brewster, New York, and I have a house that was built in 1834, and I have a little problem that maybe you can help me with. Okay. Sure. Well, the house was, is built on, on, on a field stone foundation, and it gets a little, bit, a little bit damp. I've tried my best to keep it as dry as I could, and, I, and it, it's an unfinished concrete floor that was poured in different portions. It wasn't something that a cement truck came and put a nice slab down. I think it was probably a dirt floor that eventually they added little pieces of concrete here and there. What I'd like to know is what kind of a, of a finish can I put on that floor? I tried one finish like this lock. It's called like water lock and I put it down and it looked good for a while but it started flaking off. I was just wondering if there's anything else I can use. So is your goal to have a floor that looks attractive or are you hoping to have a level floor and then make it attractive? Well, I'll tell you, well, I'd like to have a level floor and I'm just looking for something that you don't get dust from because when, what, what I noticed, I could sweep that, that floor like twice a week and still get a shovel full of grit from this con- the old concrete. You know, any type of a, of a paint that you put on there is not going to uh, reduce this problem because your issue here is a deteriorated concrete surface. You have mm-hmm. to use a concrete resurfacer first. There is a what about coating the floor with abacrete? You beat you beat me to it. We did the same for our basement. We had a lot of moisture. The concrete subfloor was crumbling. We didn't know about it because it was under carpeting. When we took it up, it was a mess. Well, four bags of abacrete later, and you know, working on the floor, it's basically a compound that adheres to the concrete. It's leveling, and it makes that surface even and durable. And then we went and put a laminate floor over it. But you, at that point, then could do an epoxy coating which gives you a super shiny sealed in nice color that is durable and you won't be sweeping up any dust from the concrete with that in other words, in other words like I, I would I will travel on trowel it on the spots where I want to level it off. Well, what would I do with the rest of the service? Just put a skim coat on top You're going to have to put a skim coat across the Everywhere. whole surface. Yeah, the, the product is made by Abitron, A-B-A-T-R-O-N. I love that name. Go to Abitron.com and you can find a place to actually buy it online list. or find a retailer. Now, once you have the material down, you know, then you can use like an epoxy, a two-part epoxy garage floor paint or a basement floor paint, um, like Quickrete makes one, for example, or Rust-Oleum makes one. Uh, those are all good. But if you have bad, if you have a deteriorated concrete surface, then the paint's just going to come right up again. That's why you have to restore this concrete surface first. Guys, thank you very much. you got a great show. Keep up the great work. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Groutin in Georgia, that's what Kim's doing. How can we help you? Yes, we have some tile that was put down about a year ago, and our grout is coming up, and I have little holes in it. And I was wanting to know, can you grout over that? Is it floor tile or wall tile? It's floor tile. Hmm. That sounds like the subfloor is off kilter, because that seems to be like there's a lot of movement. Yeah, the floor surface is moving. Is it over a wood floor? Was it installed over wood? It was wood, and then they put the backer board down. Yeah. But I think the person who installed it didn't let it stay up because he did it all in one day. 
Well, that might not be the that might not be that he didn't let it sit, but it definitely sounds like it doesn't have any kind of a mud base to it. It's basically the reason you're getting grout that's breaking is because you have movement in the floor as you walk over it and stuff. So the grout is basically it doesn't bend, it breaks. I mean, you're lucky it's not breaking the tiles. Yeah, are these yeah. big wide tiles or are they smaller tiles? Uh, there's a 12 by 12. Well, you're lucky because uh, tiles don't bend. They crack, so you're So the movement just seems to be really affecting the grout, but it's possible yeah. that it could affect the tile and start snapping things. Oh, no. I'll give you um, a solution. Now, this may involve removing all of the grout. Well, now, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back up. You know what I was thinking, Leslie? Um, there is a, uh, there's a, a, a tile product that is called Edge Flooring, and it's sold in Lowe's. And it's basically tile on a fiberboard backer. And what's cool about the system is that the grout that you put in, it comes in a can that looks like a cheese whiz can. So that when you squeeze, you squeeze it right in, you squeeze it in there and it remains just a little bit flexible. But if I had a, a floor with a lot of movement, that would be a possible solution. But in this case, Kim, I suspect that the, that the floor was not prepped properly. This may be a problem that it's like ongoing. And so the best short-term solution for you is just to get some grout mix, hopefully find the same color, and continually patch it. Because I'm afraid that even if you do pull it out, it's just going to happen again. You may just have to stay on top of it. Hopefully it's not a lot, a lot that's coming out, just a little bit coming out. I really appreciate your answer. All right, Kim. Good luck with that project, and thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Gary in Nebraska is beefing up insulation in the house, and you've got a question about R-value. What can we do for you? Yes, we were trying to determine what the R-value of a existing wall was and wondered if we could stack uh, layers of styrofoam floor to ceiling and measure the uh, outside temperature, the temperature of the wall, and the room temperature and determine the R-value of the wall by that. Well, if you tell me the wall construction, you can figure out what the R-value of the wall is. What's the, what's the wall physically made out of? Well, it's a, it's a wood uh, siding and sheetrock, but without knowing what, how much insulation is in the between... Uh, well, you, you can determine that. that. What you want to do is you want to take the outlet covers off, electrical outlets, get a strong flashlight, and you can usually poke around the area where the drywall is cut around the electrical outlet box and determine whether that whether or not that there is uh, insulation in there. Now, assuming it's a standard 4-inch wall, 2x4 wall, and you have uh, three, uh, 4 inches of insulation in there, what you have is an R13 uh, insulating uh, area, and then the wood doesn't really add much to it, so you can figure the total thing's probably got an R13 or R14. Not very much, but if you're trying to determine um, where you need to add insulation to your house, the priorities should be, Gary, to start in the attic. The, the ceiling is the first place you want to insulate. That's where you have most of your heat loss. So you do the attic first, then you do the walls, and then you do the floors in that order, kind of working your way down. If it turns out that the walls don't have insulation in it, then you could also add insulation with a blown-in system. But one way or the other, you can get them warmed up. Gary, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Hey, home improvement lovers, Tom and I are now available on Instant Replay. All you have to do is visit moneypit.com right now and click on Listen to hear this show again. Or you can even search a year's worth of past shows to find the exact topic that you are interested in learning about. We'll be right back. More Money Pit after this. You live in a Money Pit. 
The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatru, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Choose the brand more building professionals prefer and add up to $24,000 to the perceived value of your home. For more information, visit Thermatru.com. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. If you're a home improver but don't always use a grounded outlet, you need this show. So call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. If you like to tackle home improvement projects and seldom have a fire extinguisher handy, you need this show. Call us now at 888-MONEYPIT. We're here to help you get those jobs done once, done right, and so that you don't have to tackle them again anytime soon. Yeah, and we also give you the kick butt tools to get all those jobs done. That's right. That's why we've got this Ryobi garden sprayer to give away this hour worth a hundred bucks. Now, something else you should be doing right now is getting your air conditioning system ready. That's right. It's not too hot yet. That's why it's the perfect time to do that. And what you don't know about your air conditioning system could hurt you. First of all, do you have a split air conditioning system, you know, with an indoor coil and an outdoor condensing unit? They are touted to be more energy efficient, but don't be tempted to save money by replacing just one part of the system if it goes bad. We're going to explain why in the next edition of the Money Pit e-newsletter. If you're not a subscriber, you can sign up free right now at moneypit.com. And while you're there, why don't you subscribe to our podcast and you'll get the show for free every single week. Leslie, who's next? Carolyn, Minnesota, what's on your mind? Well, what's firstly on my mind is that I want to tell you I certainly enjoy your program because I've been recently widowed and I'm raising a family by myself and there's so many things I need to learn about home maintenance that I didn't know before. However, what I'd like to do is to convert a tuck under garage area into a room that can uh, hold a swim spa without ruining the rest of my home. Okay. And right now the walls are mostly sheetrock. They haven't been taped or mudded or painted. Um, and then there's some concrete areas also. Okay, let me ask you a question, Carol. When you say a swim spa, do you mean one of those big pools for exercising that where the where it has like sort of a like tide? Like a strong current. Exactly. Okay. Whenever you put a, um, a a spa or a pool in an enclosed area like a garage or really any room, uh, not only do you have to be concerned about the materials around it because of the corrosive effects of, of the chlorine, you also need to be mindful of the humidity issues. And so probably what you're going to need is some sort of humidity control in that area so that it doesn't uh, get so overwhelming that it grows into a mold problem. Uh, the other thing is, Leslie, I think starting with those walls, um, we, probably sheetrock is not the material to use here. Yeah, I don't know if you want to use the existing sheetrock only because you're dealing with a paper product and you're dealing with a huge source of moisture, which is your swim spa, and that's going to love that drywall. It's going to eat everything and you're going to get mold growing in there before you even know it, no matter what you do with the moisture situation. So you can either do two things, replace that with a different sort of sheetrock product called Dens Armor, and it's by Georgia Pacific, and that's made with a fiberglass face to be really moisture resistant, or you could go with a product that's called green board in the trade, or it's known as a, it's it's a drywall product that has a green facing on it rather than the traditional gray white. And um, it's made to really withstand moisture. Great for basements, great for bathrooms, both good choices, but definitely not your sheetrock that's in there now. I think you really need to look into Dens Armor by Georgia Pacific because the difference between that and either standard drywall or moisture resistant drywall is that there's no paper face and paper is a mold food. There's a website that you should 
look at, Carol, and it's called StopFeedingMold.com. And in there, you will see information on Dens Armor and why that's a perfect choice for a spa room where you're going to have a lot of moisture and humidity problems. You know, Leslie, I remember uh, about a year ago before my local health club went on, underwent a major renovation in the swimming area that uh, I went in there one day and spotted Stachybotrys growing on the walls. Oh, that's bad. In the pool area. And, you know, you see the kids running all around it and stuff. And it's just a bad combination to have drywall next to a humidity condition like that. So there is nothing going to have to remove the old sheetrock and or have the contractors do it? Well, I would recommend that you remove it. Uh, if you want to avoid some of the expense, you could put a second layer on top of it and put the Dens Armor on top of it. But in the best case scenario, you're going to want to remove it. Jeff in Connecticut, how can we help you today at the Money Pit? Hi, I was listening to the show a little while back, and we were talking about April Air products and, and filters for the furnace, mentioning about how the, some people have the smaller one-inch filters. I have uh, my filter is uh, five inches by twenty by twenty, and it's an accordion style. I was wondering if for the filter like that. Should I still look into the electronic air cleaner? The benefit of what these electronic air cleaners, particularly the one from April Air, does is that it gets mounted to your furnace, and what it does is it sends a positive charge into the air. So any particle, even as tiny as a microscopic bacteria or a virus or an allergen or smoke or food odor or pet dander, something so tiny that you don't even see, becomes positively charged. And then their register, which is, I think, six inches by 72 feet, this thing is enormous, but it's accordion style, is negatively charged. So it sort of sucks in all those particles and then does not release it back into the air. So it's constantly cleaning the air as the air goes through the ductwork. So it does make a lot of sense to add something like this, especially when you consider the addition of the product is anywhere between $700 to $1,000 installed. And then you just change that filter out once a year. You're going to get everything out of the air with something like that. Jeff, I'll tell you, I had the exact filter that you're talking about. I had an accordion-style filter like that, and then I switched it out to the April Air Model 5000. Not only was the air cleaner to breathe, I noticed an immediate change in the amount of dust in the house. So I think the electronic technology does definitely contribute towards the efficiency of the filter system. And if you have any concerns about dust or the respiratory um, risks of you know living in a house with those sorts of allergens. Some people have, you know, allergy symptoms and things of this nature. Uh, it's definitely a good investment. You know, Consumer Reports uh, rated the uh, Model 5000 by April Air tops for the last three years. So it's a good unit and uh, definitely made a big uh, difference in our family. Jeff, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT. Talking plumbing with Tammy in Georgia. What can we do for you? My question is, my, I was running a new PVC pipe into my house. Okay. And when I got to my hot water heater, I realized that the hot water heater was copper. It had copper pipe coming out of it. Okay. But it's so rusty that I can't undo it without breaking it, I believe. And I was just trying to figure out how I might could change that out. Well, you, you obviously have to cut out the copper pipe using a copper uh, pipe cutter, and then you have to attach the new water piping to it. Now, you said PVC. Do you mean PEX? Oh, uh, PVC pipe. Waterline PVC pipe? Yes, CPVC, I'm sorry. CPVC, yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's a connector for, for a plumbing pipe that goes from the CPVC to copper. You just have to make that connector. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's a special connector for that that will work fine for it. And where would I get something like that? Oh, any home center has that. In the home center, just make sure that the diameter from the CPVC and the copper, you know, you make sure you either get one that has the same on both sides, make sure whatever the pipe is that you're working with, that you're matching both sides and get the right adapter for it. Okay. Tammy, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
Well, if you're like most people, you have no idea when a leak is going to occur until it's too late. Up next, we're going to have some telltale signs that could mean a leak and how to make sure that those leaks get stopped before they cause major damage. So stick around. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools let you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. I want to keep my home for as long as I can because there are a lot of memories here. I read a little bit about making my house more comfortable and wanted to make my mom's house safer, too. AARP told me about making mom's bedroom door wider and taping down her floor rugs. And I added handrails to our staircases. It was all simple and inexpensive thanks to AARP's tips. Now our homes fit our lifestyles and are ready for years to come. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash home design. Look at your lawn. Is it in sorry shape? No lush, green, healthy grass? Sounds like your lawn could use a good stick-to-the-ribs meal chock full of nutrients. So feed it already with Stay Green Extended Feed Turf Fertilizer found exclusively at Lowe's. Just one application of Stay Green Extended Feed has nutrients your lawn hungers for to keep it green for up to five months. Pick up a bag at Lowe's today. Stay Green. Proud partners of Bush Gardens. Dad, can you make sure there are no monsters under my bed? Anything for you, princess. Don't forget the dust mites in my pillow. Uh, and the pollen, spores, and bacteria in the air. Uh, I'll cast a magic spell to make them disappear. Dad, this isn't a fairy tale. We need an April Air High Efficiency Air Cleaner to trap up to 99% of the harmful particles from our air. There's even an April Air Electronic Air Cleaner that traps viruses. Protect your family from bacteria, viruses, and other airborne impurities with an April Air High Efficiency Air Cleaner. April Air, the best in indoor air comfort. Give your home an attraction that reaches all the way to the curb at a Classic Craft fiberglass entryway from Thermatru. Classic Craft, a stunning AccuGrain technology, captures all the beauty and luxury of premium hardwood, but won't split, crack, or rot. Add a sparkling custom touch with decorative glass door tiles, side lights, and transom, too. When you do, studies show your home's perceived value rises as much as 6%. Let the curb appeal of a classic craft entryway enhance your home's look and value. Visit Thermatrue.com. AOL's new real estate site has the answer to any question a homeowner, buyer, seller, or renter may have. In fact, it's kind of spooky, almost like they're reading your mind. Hello? Hello? Who said that? Me, down here. I'm AOL Real Estate. Got any questions about your house? Hmm. Well, I do have a question about my 60s-style bungalow, because there's pink paint in the back and... Lead composition. Stabilize with 3-in-1 primer. Paint over with an Aegean blue to match your eyes. I think I love you. AOL Real Estate. So smart, it's amazing. Go to realestate.aol.com to see our own answer man, Tom Kreitler, in action. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI, manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. 
Ryobi Power Tools. Pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at The Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. A brand new Ryobi OnePlus tool awaits you if you call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit because one caller to the program this hour is going to get a shot at winning this great garden sprayer. It will make applying pest control products, weed killers, and even cleaning solutions very easy, and it's worth a hundred bucks. Now, do the math. The phone call is free. The sprayer is <laughs> worth a hundred bucks. Why would and you not want to call? The advice is valuable, great, priceless, priceless. <laughs> Call us now at 888-MONEYPIT. Let's talk about your home improvement question. Let's talk about your home repair question. Let's talk about the do-it-yourself dilemma, the project that you started and you just couldn't get finished. And let's see if we can get you to win that Ryobi OnePlus garden sprayer worth a 100 bucks. All right. Well, right now, let's talk about that water that wants to find its way into your home. Because if you're like most people, you probably have no idea if any waterproofing materials were used when your windows and your doors were installed. And worse yet, because you can't see behind that window or door, you probably aren't going to find out until it's too late. But you can inspect the frames of the windows and the doors for any signs of leakage. If you see unusual stains that just suddenly appear around the frames of the windows or on the trims and the sills, if you notice any discolored plasterboard or even peeling wallpaper, those are all major signs that you've got a leak going on somewhere. Yeah, or even peeling paint. You know, peeling paint is a sure sign that there's too much moisture in the wall or in the wood. Other signs include deterioration or separation of a deck from the main part of a house, chipped or cracked stucco finishes. If you see mold, you see mildew, you see rot in the walls, in the insulation, or around the electrical system. And most people never look in the electrical panel. That's right. These are all signs of leaks that can get into your house and missing cracked or blistered paint inside your house as well as outside. You know, if you see any of these warning signs, you may have a leak. You need to get a fixed as soon as possible. Now, if the repair includes replacing a door or a window frame, be sure to keep the leak from recurring by asking the contractor to use a premium self-adhered flashing. Forget the aluminum, forget the tar paper. You'll want to use well, self- Especially with unusual shaped windows that so many people are installing these days. That's right. This stuff can stretch around any different kind of shape. Now, we like Grace Vicor Plus. This type of flashing adheres to the frame, and it creates basically a watertight bond that will keep water from leaking in your home and causing future structural damage. If you need more information on how to properly flash these areas so leaks can be stopped in their tracks or they can prevent it from ever happening in the first place, you can visit graceathome.com. That website, again, is graceathome.com. Let's get back to the phones. Jose in Florida, you've got some unwanted water. Tell us what happens. I got a question. I got a friend of ours who has a Florida room that she built, but I believe they didn't put it up to grade just right and every time it rains a lot she gets water coming in between the sole plate and the concrete and it just seeps into the floor and i just wanted to know what can i do to prevent that uh to keep that water out of there so is it the juncture between the florida room and the house uh well yeah it was added on to the house right. and it was just an addition added on it there isn't very much space between the top of the concrete 
and the existing grade. Well, what you're probably going to have to do, because obviously you can't make it any higher, is you're probably going to have to put a curtain drain around it, Jose. The way you would do that is you would excavate some soil at the foundation perimeter. You'd only need to go down about 12 inches. Then you would put in some uh, gray gravel and perforated pipe. Now, I prefer the solid PVC perforated pipe. And what you want to do is pitch that very very slightly and then drain it somewhere and then cover it with uh, more stone and then some filter cloth and then soil. And what that will do is that will act sort of as an in-ground gutter to collect any water that's forming in that foundation area. And that will stop the water from getting into the concrete and then soaking up. It's probably water that through the force of capillarity is actually pulling up into the concrete. And that's why it's getting wet. So if you give the water someplace else to go, it probably won't do that any longer. Hey, that's great. You know, that's the right thing to do. You you definitely want to deal with the water first and then talk about the carpet or the floor covering. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Jose. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Up next, we're going to have a tip for snowbirds on how to keep the house from getting too cold when you're spending the winter down south. Good advice for anybody who's got a vacation home, so stick around. You live in a money pit. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by April Air, makers of professionally installed high-efficiency air cleaners. For more information, go to AprilAir.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. 888-666-3974. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. You can call us at that number 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 888-MONEY-PIT. Or you can jump onto our website and click on Ask Tom and Leslie. And you can also, while you're there, listen to the podcast, which is now, we are pleased, proud, and privileged to announce the number one rated home improvement podcast in all of iTunes land. Woo-hoo. How about that? Pretty all cool, Money huh? Pit all the time. And it's free, available at moneypit.com. Now let's jump into the email bag. Okay, we've got one here from George in Jackson, New Jersey, who writes, We have hot air gas heat in our home in New Jersey, and we would love to spend the winters in Florida. We are concerned, though, that should the igniter stop working during, say, a cold snap or a freezing, that the house is going to freeze and cause some major damage. What would you suggest as a good backup heating system or notification setup? We're not real fond of asking neighbors to check on the house. <laughs> Sounds like you may not live in that great of a neighborhood. <laughs> well, I guess if you're going away for a long time, you don't want to harass your neighbor for the entire duration. You know, George, what you need is a device called a freeze alarm. A freeze alarm is basically a device that is hooked into your home and it has a, a telephone connection on it so that if the temperature drops below a certain level, it actually notifies you. And the more sophisticated ones, you can sort of have a whole series of numbers it will call and say, hey, George, your heat is off. Hey, George, your heat is off. Hey, George, in case we missed you at the previous three numbers, your heat is off. Do and then something you can harass that it. neighbor. That's right. Well, you can do it selectively that way. So the device is called a freeze alarm made by lots of different manufacturers. You can find them in the home centers. You can find them online. And that's what you need. Is that a to... do-it-yourself project or something yeah, you have to have you know, a pro it's, install? It's, it's very easy to use. As long as you have a solid phone connection, uh, it's not a problem to use whatsoever. You know, by the way, the, uh, the central alarm systems, if your home has a security system, they also have freeze alarm um, components that can be wired into those as well. So one way or the other, uh, we have the technology, George. We can get you down to Florida where you can enjoy the warm weather and not worry about your house freezing over while you're gone. 
Plus, George, Tom lives in New Jersey, so you can just speed dial Tom, and he'll go right over to your house. <laughs> yeah, and just he'll give you one of those shots things. of, uh, yeah, hook, hook, hook me up for one of those phone numbers on the freeze alarm. <laughs> we, we, can, we can take care of that. You know, it really is a smart thing. My family has a vacation home on the east end of the island, and we have one installed there, and thankfully nothing's ever happened, but it's nice to know that there's that little element of security so that we can run out there and take care of something. Absolutely, and uh, that's just one of the things you have to deal with if you are a snowbird, which is what we call George here in the in the garden state they are known as the snowbirds that fly away from the snow and shoot down for the warmer weather they are the smart ones we're not because we stay behind <laughs> all right george okay well we've finally been able to uh, slow down all those expenses on the heating bills but now let's talk about another area of expense your hot water bills are you taking a bath on those well leslie's got a tip to help you out in today's edition of leslie's last word and it's really quite an easy tip all you have to do folks is lower the temperature That's right. Take cold showers. No, 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 (laughs) no. If you adjust simply a few degrees, you are going to see huge savings. If you've got an electric water heater, just drop that thermostat from the average setting, which most of you probably have it set at 140 degrees, to about 110 degrees. And if you've got a gas unit, you want to lower the temperature dial incrementally. You know, lower it, go test it at the faucet, and use the thermometer to make sure that it reads 120 degrees. And use that faucet that's closest to your water heater. If you do this, you're going to still get plenty of water for super hot showers, you're going to save energy costs, and you're going to protect kids or any family members, for that matter, from accidentally scalding themselves. So save money and be safe when you use that hot water. Save money, be safe, get your home in tip-top shape. That's why this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. If you want more tips, they are available all week long at our website at moneypit.com, where you can also sign up for our free Money Pit e-newsletter. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself, but you don't have to do it alone. Hey, hey, hey,